Welcome along to another edition of the Left Wing Back Podcast with me, Kevin Regan. I'm joined this week by Marty Morrissey. Uh, Joe Nolan, I mean. Joe, sorry. Uh, um, Joe, look, on a serious note, all joking aside, you did a fantastic job, I must say. It's a good place to start. A, go- a fantastic job on, on, on live stream with Brendan Joyce um, on Saturday evening, of course. Ballon Killen, your own club, took on um, Biden and Gales. It resulted in a very good victory for Ballon Killen, but... Um, I had to admire your impartiality in all of it as well. Um, you, you seem like a guy that was really enjoying yourself in the middle of it all. I think so, yeah, sure. It was a bit of crack. It was nice to be asked, in fairness, to do it. And, um, yeah, enjoyed it. I don't think I was impartial. I, I, someone picked me up. I think it could mean my wife uh, picked me up a few times, or, well, once or twice, anyway, uh, where I was talking about we rather than, than and killing. But, sure, I suppose it's very hard to be impartial, impartial all the way um, when you're, uh, I suppose, you have, you're invested in it. But, yeah, it was very enjoyable and... Uh, just a hats off to Pat. Pat did a fantastic job on the first match of the weekend, first match of the championship, I suppose, in, in uh, Michel and uh, St. Mullins the night before. Um, and uh, it was a big, uh, tough gig to follow for me, but uh, as I say, he set high standards, you know. Yeah, no, he did. He did very well. I have to, I have to um, agree with you on that one. And I sent him a text the other day too. And um, like, you know, it was a... It's a kind of a difficult thing to do because I know you would have done videos and stuff previously with Brendan for, for county finals and, and, and things like that. Um, but I suppose in terms of like uh, the kind of professional background, you did bits and pieces with me as um, as an analyst and Pat did bits and pieces with me as an analyst. But it's it's actually difficult to kind of go from analyst to, to lead commentator because, you know, if you look at it, you wouldn't see a Michael Dignan being a Jerry Canning or you wouldn't see Jerry Canning trying to be Michael Dignan. So on that aspect, I think you did quite well because it's two very different jobs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, it is. Yeah, geez, uh, I don't think I'd be compared to any of them anyway, which is uh, neither an expert uh, or, or a good commentator. But I uh, know, uh, look, it, yeah, look, I suppose it's, it's uh, geez, I don't know how people do it constantly. I suppose you're, um, you know, have, I want to fill in time or fill in area because I suppose the whole match is very frantic anyway, and it's, it's generally on the go. And, you know, um, and it's uh, quite entertained or scores and whatever else. So it's, you're kind of seeing what happens and commentating on it as it goes. But, um, I think having someone beside you, is a, it would be a big plus now, in fairness, to give you a break or, you know, to, to I suppose, well, to spot the different things and keep an eye on things as well, because um, I suppose you're trying to follow stats and different things and you're trying to be, as, I won't say as professional as you can, but you're trying to, you know, give the picture to the people. But, um, yeah, it was it was enjoyable. And I have to say, fair play to Brendan. Brendan did a fantastic job. Brendan Jice, like, you know, you kind of learn it on the fly. And um, I actually looked at, um, which is fantastic as well, like that the videos are, are up there for people to see and I'm sure that the, the clubs are, are looking at them um, before the weekend games as well um, you know because I suppose in years gone by the videos were videoed and they were like you know kept to one side and only for the purpose of the clubs but I just think it was fantastic that the four clubs um, kind of live streamed them to whoever wanted to watch them and uh, I think that was a good gesture and it was you know I think it was I think it went down really well with uh, with all GA people in the county as well so you know again well done to the clubs on, on being so open with their with their um, you know their video footage. Yeah, Brendan Joyce was uh, the Clint Eastwood behind the whole thing and did, did a top job. And I know Brendan kind of, I was chatting to Brendan about this one time before and we we're kind of weighing up the pros and cons and stuff like that. And uh, fair play to him. He did, he did a lot of homework in, in the week as well to try and get a few bits and bobs because you've got interfaces and things and capture cards um, in order to make the live stream possible as well as actually running the goddamn thing and, and trying to point the camera too. So, no, listen, um, 
credit credit where it's due. Um, like I think I think it's it's um, a very novel idea. I know we're talking about it last week, and uh, our own county board are hopefully going to have it up and running by by round four. Leash are doing it as well. Offaly did a fantastic one over the weekend, and I know you have a big connection with Offaly having um, taught above in Banner and stuff like that. But they had a little highlights package too, and just great coverage to be getting. It's like your very own Sunday game. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's one kind of positive coming out of this in terms of, um, you know, I know there's small numbers allowed at the game and you can't beat being at the game, but I think the, the work that count that the various county boards and other people are doing um, on broadcast is, is incredible. Like, I mean, say, I'll take the weekend games, even like I said, in our own county, you had Casey Lord there, um, you know, Brendan and Tara were there and, you know, usual fantastic stuff out of them. And then you had the Facebook stream, um, you know, your Twitter updates, you, you know, amazing what's going on in, in counties i suppose um you know some counties have got the the march and this and it may be from from other years you know i know um you mentioned there awfully i know awfully at awfully tv there for a while and joe try was uh, you know on the instigators that and it's kind of that's kind of changed hands now but um you know there, there's uh, there's different counties and different pa- people doing different packages and um it's what we want i suppose we, with irish people and the diaspora like all, all across the world isn't it fantastic to be able to tune in there and watch a match? And even at the weekend there, like um, I happened to be checking in back on, on Baravision and it came up on my Facebook feed saying, you know, Baravision is live now. And uh, I clicked on it and Bajani, I was able to watch um, Kiltegan were playing um, Avondale in the Wicklow uh, Senior Football Championship. And uh, there, you know, there Brendan was on the job and live streaming that to whoever wants to watch it as well. So, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's brilliant, and I I think it'll be a good thing going forward as well. You know, when it, when all this dies down and crowds are back and so on, I think it's something that'll be very useful, and uh, you know, it'll give a give a bigger audience to our games. I think as well, you know. Definitely, yeah, and I suppose just on the there really was no room for error there because I know from doing the the radio games when when it was with KCL or whatever, like what you're trying to do is you're trying to paint a picture for people at home that can't be at the game and can't see it, but you're kind of hung out to try when you have the video in front because there's literally no room for error whatsoever. They can see what's happening at home and you either call it correctly or you don't call it at all. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, you can't you can't be seen to be too bi- uh, I suppose too biased, biased, or maybe you know too blasé, or you know, um, uh, you know, yeah, you have to kind of call it as it is, like you know. Um, but I suppose you have to be fair to players too, you know. I suppose in a local sense, like everyone knows everyone, and everyone bumps into everyone, and you're, you know, some things will happen on the pitch, and they mightn't be as planned for a player, or you know, a heat of the moment stuff as well, and. Um, you but even just sorry to go across you, but aside from that, Joe, like if you called the wrong lad on air and radio, oh, yeah, if yeah, they, yeah. Like, they, they won't yeah. look, let's be honest about it. A lot of people won't notice the difference, but if they're yeah. looking at it, they'll be like, fix it. Sure, like that's not that's not him, Joe. Well, you know well, what well, I mean? Well, like, well, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but we're about calling them, calling them the wrong name once, but maybe five or six times, certainly. Yeah, you're kind of, you're kind yeah. of known as a bluffer then, are yeah. Yeah, but um, look, all all part of the, all part of the jigs and reels. Well, well done again, yourself and Pat did well. Um, are you up this week? For round two of it, um, not no, I, I don't think I'll be on duty for round two. I hope no. I'm. Uh, I think I think Pat is off duty as well. Now we're not we're not taking on other, other gigs right now. You know, we're not on Sky Sports right for the weekend <laughs> or anything like that. But uh, I don't I don't think either of us are on the gig this weekend just for different reasons. Um, I suppose maybe um, you know, uh, no harm. Maybe it'll get a neutral a neutral neutral in for this one. Um, you know, a big game coming up at the weekend. All right for for both our clubs. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to get an agent now just to deal with all these bookings. <laughs> I don't think so, man. I don't think so. I, I, maybe, yeah. maybe I must have put the wrong phone number on Facebook or something. I'm not getting too many calls anyway. 
Yeah, I know. And I, I know in previous times that um, Brendan used to link up the commentaries. I think he might have done it at the weekend as well on the live stream. Uh, Brendan Jace, that is, of course. Um, that's uh, that's something that I suppose you could look at doing with Casey Lord potentially as well. There's I'm giving Casey Lord a great idea, which I'm sure they're exploring already. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. Look, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it a great idea? Like I think that's what happened with Wicklow. Um, I'm 99 sure that's what was happening in the in the Kilti- in the Kilteen game because. Um, he, you know, he mentioned about the radio and, and, and I think there was other streams involved as well because some stream that they were broadcasting on or some way, Mixler or whatever, was down, but it was perfect on Brendan's thing. So, yeah, sure, I mean, the best of all worlds then, I suppose. But, um, yeah, sure, we'll see what happens. It was good fun anyway, you know. Yeah. So, let's talk about the action. So, obviously, you, you sat down and watched the stream on, on Friday as well. Uh, the first big standout thing before a ball was poked, we're, we're going to talk about Navon and, and St. Mullins, but Navon's jerseys, they went full-on Danes Ford, Kilkenny type. We're used to seeing most yellow with a splash of black, but uh, no, they had the stripes out. Yeah, yeah, surely. Yeah, Jesus, I think it um, you know, big change, yeah. Big change from from, um, from them, in fairness. Um, I think one of the bigger changes, and, and it's only a minor thing, a visual thing, um, was looking at the numbers. Took a bit of getting used to, you know, seeing the number the way the the, the print on the back of the jersey. It's not as it's not as uh, easy to see from distance. But uh, yeah, a big change from them. Um, yeah, definitely the full day in sport is right. Full Kilkenny, I suppose, to say. But um, yeah, good guy just on the hurling itself. Um, you know, uh, probably the result went as expected. Um, in some ways. Um, I suppose the uh, Nave owner, if we look at their team and and you know who they had and who they hadn't, maybe um, at the weekend, um, they're kind of a team in, in you know building as well. And I was talking to a couple of uh, club players there during the week, and they're kind of using, they kind of see it as a year maybe that you know it might be it might be the year to kind of blood lads and to, to make changes and, and things. Um, because I suppose they have to freshen things up out there. Um, and they had a few young lads playing, you know, who started like Scott Tracy and Oshin Kelly, you know, I would have uh, known them from from minor and Celtic Challenge uh, squads there in the last couple of years. And, you know, Ty Daly's not long out of, out of minor as well. And, you know, so they did a few young, you know, young younger lads starting there as well. Um, and of course, St. Mullins, you know, or St. Mullins, I mean, look, I mean, it's only a few months ago when we were up in up in um, Omar Park looking at them wrestle with um, with Ballyheal and um, I suppose the game itself, um, you know, good start by St Mullins and looked like you know they were probably going to take over from there. But in fairness to to, to Navon, like they came back and I know Brian Brian got a lucky goal with a long free that just slipped in, um, you know, bounced off Kevin's hand and went over the line. But um, like it was nip and tuck up to whatever maybe forty five minutes up to about the water break or just before. It, and I think that just that extra little bit of class, I, I, you know, I was looking at the stats from the game and looking at the stats from the weekend. Like, I mean, if you you take the, the St. Mullins forwards, like you had, and again, we don't have, I suppose sometimes we do harp on about Mouse and James Dial in particular, and maybe Seamus Murphy because they're the big, the kind of standout players. But if you just take Mouse and, and, and uh, James Dial, like they scored one line between them from play. And when you have that threat, like, um, you know, in your forward line, um, it's going to make it very hard to handle. And eventually, you know, James set up the second goal and got the first goal. And, you know, they pulled away at their ease at the end. And, you know, I don't think Michael uh, or Navon scored for the last, you know, 15 minutes. And, um, you know, that little extra little touch of, I suppose, of champions and the kind of the, maybe the more bigger name players, that's not been uh, disrespectful to, to, to Michael. Like, in fairness, like, their marquee men, you know, stood up as well. And, you know, you had said John Michael got three great points from play, but just that extra little bit of experience and, and, and maturity and, and um, you know, kind of definitely showed up for um, 
showed up for St. Mullins in the first game. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, there's the characteristics of, of, of Michael in the last couple of years, the old school characteristics I associate with Michael, you know, they, they they didn't generally, down through the years, tend to kind of fade in and out of games, but that's kind of crept in a bit, and I don't know whether it's because they've lost a couple of those experienced guys and they're trying to blood the young players, but it's just something, they're hurling in patches like, and I know they're, I know they're learning, but if they can pull it together a bit more, you know, they, they can challenge like, they're, they're not really that far off, there's just a couple of things I think, there's something missing there like at the moment. <clears throat> yeah, um, agreed, yeah. Um, yeah, they're, like, they're, sure, look, they have quality coming through. They're big, all those big numbers out there. Um, I suppose they try to change their game. You know, uh, you know, year, years ago, I know they have a lot of big men, like, you know, Conor Foley and John Michael we mentioned, and Dwayne and these guys are big, strong strong men. But, you know, and, and years and years ago, um, you know, Michael's game was kind of, you know, I won't say old school, but it was what it was, and they were one of the best at it, you know, um, and using that kind of physical size. But the game maybe has changed a little bit, and, you know, they're trying to trying to blend lads through and to try to change their game plan. I mean, I, I know we mentioned in the preview, I I was just so impressed with them the first game last year, and I thought maybe we'd see kind of that same burst this year, and I suppose we did for 45 minutes or so, but then, like we said, that they, they faded kind of out of the game, but as much as they faded out of the game, in fairness to St. Mullins, like, the, you know, they kind of put their stamp on the game, you know, whereas early doors, like, it was kind of, like, up to that 40, 40 kind of 45 minute mark, the second water break, like, it was kind of nip and tuck, you know, one ten apiece sort of thing. But then, like I said, the, the scoreboard doesn't lie, like, you know, um, St. Mullins, you know, scored, scored them kind of really like 10 points to one, like, for the last kind of 10, 15 minutes. So, um, and that's kind of down as much to the class of St. Mullins rather than the shortcomings of um, of Nahon. But, you know, but it's a brave new departure. And I suppose we'll be talking about that in terms of um, Bagnason, you know, or sorry, Bagnason Gales in the second game as well. Like, you know, it's a brave thing to do and it's the right thing to do, you know, to, to if, if the younger players are there and they're putting their hand up to be um, to be selected, well, to go ahead and select them and you know we don't want Owen Hosey there you know another newcomer there as well just you know thinking down from we had um, Michael Cavanagh was there last year you know another young lad was coming through so they're, they're, they're trying to do they're trying to bring through the, you know some of the younger players and that's not going to happen overnight um, the, the first they had a bit of experience on the bench and you know we speak about lads missing as well like you know we didn't know beforehand well not till the weekend like that Ross Miller's wouldn't be hurling for them and you know Ross is a big a big player like hurled them um, Hurled obviously so well with the county this year. You know, he's hurled the cornerback, a new position, I suppose, for him. And he hurled, you know, in the forwards previously and hurled midfield actually at um at what called Fitzgibbon level this year as well. So he would have been a big loss for them too. So um yeah, it's a game, you know. I I, I don't know, I, I just think that that I you know I, I hate like to say it, but it's that little bit of class or that little bit of you know, that, that extra little bit of um finishing power from St. Mullins got them over the line. Um but saying that, like, you know, you look at if you if you look back in the game or people look back in the game, like the back line of, of uh, St. Mullins had to hurl really well. And, and you know, geez, I think I'd say if you were to go back and look at in terms of possessions, I know Pat mentioned in his commentary as well, um, but you really see it when you look back in the game. Um, Gary Bennett must have hurled more ball, I'd say, than any player on the pitch. And, um, you know, Gerald Cody and these lads. And that, that probably shows you the pressure that... Um, that Navon were exerting, but just didn't get the scores um, that that kind of you know that their play deserved really, you know. Yeah, and uh, like I mean, they've they good chaps coming through. They've contested minor finals in recent years, and we will come to the intermediate championship very shortly. But um, I don't like I don't like kind of putting pressure on lads. But I, I say it in in terms of promise. James Smithers is a great bit of stuff. I'd love to see him on the senior team, and I'm sure that's the plan for later on in the year. 
Oh yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, um, yeah. And when you mentioned, like you know, they have a very strong intermediate team, and you, you know, I think they're, you know, they're in a great position that way. Um, again, you know, I, I, you know, it's probably that they have plenty of bodies and plenty of good hurlers. Um, it's probably just missing, you know, the kind of key men. You know, like I said, when you go back to the wind of the game, you know, you have Mouse and you have James Dyle to clip over one line between them from play. And in, in the end, like that's the difference. You know what I mean, that's that's twelve points from play. You know, tw- from two players. I think you know, t- two and probably the top scorers from play over the two games at the weekend. You know, when we talk about the other game, we'll see that as well. You know, like six points. Um, sorry, six points a PCF from play from play each. So that's you know that that that's that's going to be the difference in games. And um, it's probably what some teams are missing, and uh, probably what Michael are missing at the minute maybe as well. Like because John Michael was a great target man there at the weekend. And you know he, he had a great battle with Paul Dyle when he was in there, and he got a couple of great scores off him. But you know, having I, I know, and we thought Carl Tracy did his freeze well, and Scott and Oshie did well, and you know they worked hard. But having having that little bit of magic is probably missing just there at the minute. Um, you know, but that that might come to those lads in time, but and hopefully it will. Yeah, just um, a side note on that game. Um... Naval manager Colin Keenan wasn't happy with, with Patrick Murphy. This is not an endorsement for me or it's not a criticism. I'm just going to quote what was said in the paper. So Colin Keenan has said, he was scandalous to tell you the truth. We were in for a goal, didn't get a free. He handed them one three. It's a big swing in games like that. Um, <laughs> is he being unfair? Um, I couldn't, I, I wasn't sure where he got the, I wasn't sure where he got the goal. Um, you know, unless he was said it was a, a I, I was trying to think back at the passage of play when I saw that comment. Actually, um, you know, was he thinking back at the hand pass in terms of when um, the layoff to, um, to James Dyle for the first goal or something, or was there freeing the build up? Um, there was one or two I thought maybe. Um, I know I, I just looked at one. It was in the second half where I think it was Martin Clowry got caught for over carrying, and it, I thought his hurl was held back fairly blatantly. Um, but look, I mean, I, I don't think it was as I don't think like I mean, first to Patrick Murphy, and uh, you know, he's a club mate, and that I would have played, played with as well. Um, first Patrick Murphy, like he holds it, he, or sorry, he referees at the highest level, and and you know, even all referees tell you they'll miss some, and you know, it's easy for us to see things in the stand or or forty times, to, you know, back on on a replay. But I don't think he was the difference in the winning and losing of the game, and. Um, you know, like I said, I think um, what do you call it hit five, four frees. I think Mouse, you know, scored four frees. It wasn't like you know in the other games when we talk about again the Bankstown Gales Bank and Killing game where both free takers hit you know over ten points each from from frees. Like you know, so it wasn't like he, he they got nailed on uh, on frees alone or anything like that. So I think it might be a little bit a little bit harsh on uh, on Patrick this time, alright, yeah. Yeah, and look, I I know Patrick, and I know a lot of people. If I think someone, um, you know, should be criticised or whatever, or I think they're making a mistake or whatever like that, I'll point it out. We all make them. And if I think they've done something good, I'll give them praise. That's the way this podcast is going to work. Yeah. But I can tell you one thing about Patrick. He will put his hand up straight away. And I know while he's the type of guy, he's his own worst critic. If yeah. it's a case that he feels he has made a mistake, he will put up a hand and he will say, look, lads, I, I got that one wrong. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's an honest type of guy. So... I'm actually kind of surprised a little bit that Colin Keelan has been so like this afterwards because a lot of managers, you can say in one sense, right, he's shown a bit of passion, he's, he's angry and stuff, but it's, it's obviously just an element of frustration as well because at the end of the day, like there was a margin in the game 
And I would go along with what you're saying. I don't, th- I don't think it was the winning and losing of, of the game by any means. I think the drawing improvements to make. And I would say in time when Colin looks back, he will identify that as well. But um, look, it's just it's just one of those things. But I just thought it was a very interesting quote that, that came, out of, came out of paper this week. We'll move on to the second game. So um, the game that you did a top job on in the commentary box. So Ballon Killenbet, uh, Bainerson Gales, 119 14 points is... Is how it is how it finished up. So a blister start by by, by Ballon Killen, obviously one five to no score. And um, <laughs> I was actually following that game on the way home from Wexford on, on Saturday in the first half. And then I was going through your neck of the woods, and uh, <laughs> the commentary the commentary dropped off on me. So look, um, lot to be said for Roller Brabant still. Um, and then when I got a bit of a reception back, one five to five. Am I right saying that? Yeah, 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 um, absolutely. Yeah, was, uh, I suppose. Look, we opened the game. Um, got a couple of first couple of points in play. Um, Craig, I think, got one or two uh, at the start. Kieran, Sean, got in, and then we got a lucky goal. Um, uh, but it was, yeah, seven, I think it was one four to no score when, it, when we got the goal. I was in, you know, that was the, the fifth score. Um, Owen Roberts is kind of a speculative ball in, and, and in fairness, to Andrew Townsend, and you would have, uh, I think, hurled or nearly he'd be around your age group. And yeah, yeah, he was, um, like, he was in front of him, yeah, for a long yeah, time. Yeah, you know, and he, and he, and he, exactly, yeah, and he would have hurled out the field as well, and a good chap. Um, he lost sight of the ball, as in, he, he, it wasn't even a mistake from the point of view of, you know, bounced off his heart or whatever. He actually, you could see that he lost the ball in the sun, in the evening sun, and um, just crept in underneath him. And, you know, and it's just one of those fluky looking ones. And it looked like, and probably from there, like that was it, we were going to kick on and, you know, you know, put this to bed at half time. But um, that was kind of about 15 minutes gone. And really from there, as I kind of, you know, we kind of hurled for, for half the match. We hurled for probably the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes. And again, not being disrespectful when I say we hurled, this is, you know, kind of it might sound a little arrogant, but it was a sign to play myself. Uh, what I mean is like that, you know, we, we, the margin, if you look at the game, like 119 to 40 points, like if you take that middle half an hour, um, it was nip and tuck. In other words, and, you know, it was literally nip and tuck. I mean, I, you know, uh, we went we went into that seven point lead, but um, Bagnestown then brought it down and brought it down. And you go kind of around 40 minutes into that game and it was down to a goal. And, you know, Bagnestown working really hard and you know you don't know what's going to happen in a game like that but for the last 15 then we did push on um you know and, and won it then um but it was kind of a difficult game um i suppose from a bank from a balance killing like i kind of put my balance killing hat on here like it was a difficult game because you know going into it everyone is expecting you to win and everyone is expecting you to win well and you know kind of on a on a loser no matter what the result is because if you, you win well or you, you know you hurl out your skin you're well sure that's kind of expected and and if you don't hurt well, you know, you only get over the line, you, you know, you're kind of, you're, you're, you're kind of, people are wondering, and, you know, so it, it was kind of a difficult one. Um, I always, I probably felt that we were probably always in control, even when, when Bags and Gales came back, um, we probably had that little bit extra, um, you know, you know, that little bit extra and, and maybe I suppose we, we always had obviously the big option of going direct up to Sean as well, which is a massive plus um, for us in the full forward line. And we always had that outlet and you know he finished he started really well uh, and he finished really well for us and he was always that threat there and and probably when it came down to we mentioned in the last game like um even though we got uh, we got a, a good clatter of frees i think um kieran hit 10 10 frees um he got 11 points say 10 frees and, and um but we probably had that more score and threat um you know i think uh, bankstown gales hit, hit three points to play over the hour 
and um, Craig got two and Owen Minchin came on and got one and while you know we got I think uh, maybe I think seven whatever seven or eight points whatever uh, or eight Kieran, like I said, hit 10 free, so whatever the balance is, we got the rest from Clay. So we probably had a little bit more options in terms of our forwards, and that was probably all was going to carry us across. But um, Bagginson Gales um, absolutely worked their socks off um, for the hour. Um, and I know I said in my commentary, I don't know how many times, but I was hugely impressed um, with their young hurlers, like their younger, especially yeah, their yeah. You know, I mean, you know, you 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 know them as well from from minor finals and minor matches, and uh, I was massively impressed with them and their work rate, and uh, you know, I think they'll take massive heart from that going forward. Yeah, I would agree, and uh, I was just literally going to say that point when when you mentioned the younger lads in particular, because having seen them lads coming up along at minor level and stuff, you you knew they had that bit of promise, but already that they, they've settled in so well. I mean, like like Swan Dowland, Darren Olin, Niall Bulger, and you know. Jack McCullough as well a big unit of a man up centre forward and well able to win ball held his own and the boys look very composed and very very assured and I suppose I, like Darren Arnold in particular I think of the minor football final last year yeah. I think it was one of the greatest displays I've ever seen in a minor football final and then the year previous he was full back in the minor hurling final and again one of the best displays I've seen and um, you know that they've great promise they, they have great promise those, those chaps a funny one though that struck me like and they have they have chaps up front that are going to be good hurlers as well. Jason Wall given time, yeah, Keelan and Gary yeah. given given time, going to be you know they're going to be good forwards. But in general, down through the years, you know, Bangerstown for producing a forward or two kind of each year. But there you have three guys that are literally just out of minor away the starting in defence. Like it's uh, it's it's a funny one, really. It is, yeah, yeah, and and like you said, did really well. I mean, and I suppose you talked about like Keen Dyle was in fullback, and Keen Dyle, you know, Keen Keen's not that old of a chap either you know what I mean he's a relatively young chap as well and you know Danny Doyle as well like these lads like you know when they're older they're not you're remarkably older or anything um yeah yeah and a big asks and and a big you know a big physical step up you know for these lads and I know they're big lads and all but there's a big there's a big difference between being a big minor and you know a big minor and, and starting senior sort of thing and you know the physicality that's involved and um you know but I, I was massively impressed there just like you mentioned um you know, um, you mentioned there, say, uh, Owen Dowland, you know, he was very good in the corner. Dara, you know, Dara was very good Nile on the wing, like, and they were on good hurlers there as well, but they gave absolutely socks. Um, I was massively impressed, I have to say, with Jack McCullough, um, because Jack was working in the half-forward line and, 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 you know, working deep as well. And he was on, you know, he was starting on David English, county, our club captain, you know, county centre-back, as fine a hurler as in any, any county. And, you know, physically tearing into him and David English and anyone who knows David you know David is in is is in supreme condition like and uh, he wasn't lying you know he wasn't kind of you know standing back from anything at all um, gave as good as he got let's be honest David, David, uh, David to be uh, honest enough to tell you that as well McCauley gave as good as he got yeah and which is a, a real sign of the you know it's a real sign of the chaps and you know, I I just say always like when you take off, you know, take off your your club hat and you put on your county hat, like you know, it gives you great encouragement because I suppose sometimes we question like you know, where's the next you know whatever remarkable player coming from for the county or where you know where's the next quality bunch of young lads coming through and sometimes um you know we might be you know you you might kind of maybe a bit be a bit removed from the minor or the underage setup and you know in terms of county and stuff and you see lads like this then coming on to their senior team. And uh, club senior team and making a huge impression and not looking out of place like and um, you know it gives you great heart um, 
I must say, just a special mention there as well on, on, at the match or about the match. I thought Jamie Clark, like for um, a lad as we know, who's more known or widely known as a you know a, a county footballer and that for the last couple of years. And um, you know, I thought he, geez, I'd say out of the freeze the Craig um, converted. I'd say he won maybe maybe nine of them, seven of them, eight of them, nine of them. You know, he won he won a huge amount of them, and his work rate was just absolutely phenomenal. And you mentioned Jason Wall there in the corner. The two boys were just working, working, working because, you know, sometimes at times they were living on scraps, but they made so much of what they got in there. Um, you know, and played cute, like, you know, they played, you know, something, you know, drew the, drew, drew the freeze, like what good forwards will do and make it easy for your free taker. Um, and, you know, but they, they, they really, really worked hard. Obviously, Alan Corcoran, you know, a massive, massive loss oh, for, massive. you know, for them in terms of everything, what he offers on the pitch. Andrew as, Kane as well, Joe, because we're looking, yeah, you know, we're looking at we're looking at forwards here. Um, of you know, Andrew Kane is a very, very good forward hurling the football. And has had just a dreadful run yeah. with injury in the last um, last couple of years. Obviously, he's a I think his first cousin's actually was Tyler, Tomas, but um, definitely cut from yeah. cut from cut cut from the from the same cloth as the fella said. But uh, yeah. yeah, like just to, I'm trying to ever cutting across you, but on the on the free thing, um, so Craig obviously scored 13 points. Nine freeze one sixty five, and it's a very good point you make. Like you have to remember the guys that win the freeze too. You know what I mean? Because there's lads getting bet black and blue, and it's a big gripe of mine, and I have been down through the years in media. And before I got into it was, and it's not a disrespect to Craig or any free taker. It have to be put over. But Jesus, a lot of the time in media, the lads that win them are kind of forgotten about. So we'll, yeah. we won't be doing that on this podcast either, Joe. No, absolutely not. No, and, and um, you know, and, but obviously, great credit, Craig. He, he missed the first one, and I think he might have missed maybe one more after that. But he, he struck him really well. But the lads really worked. It really, really, really worked so hard for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I know Bagnestown games be disappointed in some ways, but bigger picture stuff, bigger picture stuff. I'd be thinking they like, can build. They can yeah. build. I think they're going to get better. And do you know what I mean? Again. Yeah. The latter end of this championship, which is obviously only two or three weeks away, whatever it is, I think they're going to have a right tussle with, with Nave 1 in particular. I think they'll be probably targeting that of all games as something they might be able to get something out of. And that could be all up in the air because Nave 1 are obviously playing Rangers this weekend. But I'd say they're looking at that game and thinking that's our best chance of a result. Well, yeah, well, look, Colin Spade's babe, like, I mean, look, I mean, if you asked 100 people out there with a bit of knowledge of, um, of Club Hurling, like, they'd probably give you your 1 to 5. Or they'd probably put, you know, the teams in one to five at the minute where they where they think to be, and they wouldn't be a million miles away. And it probably less, you know, without without getting that win, Van Kill getting that win, um, at the weekend, um, it, it the probably the next targetable game really will be the the Michel game for for Bagnestown. Um, but I think more importantly, you know, like I said, the bigger picture stuff, um, for them. I know I was talking to David Ryan Dobsey there after the game, and you know he was ha- right disappointed to lose. No one likes to lose, but you have to be realistic and you have to be positive and you have to think take all the positives out and I was talking to to uh, one of the players as well um, I won't mention who but I was talking to one of the players one of the older heads there during the week as well afterwards and obviously he was going to, to lose and he'd be kind of you know not begin to the rivalry but you know he'd, he'd like the battle and all with, with Ballon Kill and all that but then he kind of said you know what like when I think about it he says you know the amount of young lads we had and lads coming through you know we'll take we'll take what it is and we'll move on sort of thing so you know, and, and maybe like getting a bit more game time there as well. Like you'll have, you know, Owen mentioned come in, Alan McDonald come in. Like the more game time he gets, the more of a threat he might be. You know, he looked like he was carrying a bit of a knock. Um, Jamie Whelan come on, you know, a good chap as well. 
Keelan Guider you mentioned like so they have a panel there as well and you know m- m- these lads then you know in, in those it, and like you said with no disrespect to all, all the other teams like but they probably will be targeting that game and you know looking to see could they break down the break down that uh, the Michael rear guard but like who knows there could be a surprise or two yet in the championship you know um, one last little note on that I really enjoyed in particular was the fact that Jamie Clark and Dion Wall a couple of occasions knocked lumps out of each other and there was nothing about it up and get on with it old school you love to see it oh yeah yeah in fairness now in fairness um, I asked, you know you know there was plenty of good belting in it like and you know, there was no kind of I didn't see any kind of cribbing or anything or you know any and there was no dirt at all or you know none of the, absolutely the boys hopped off each other but you're like you, you know you know Dion you know Jamie like they're tough as nails and uh, but around the pitch it happened as well and you know it was it was it was refreshing to see like you know I mean I don't I think any lads like any lads who were hurling you know out there you know they're they, that's what they want like you know they want to be tested and in every sense physically and whatever else and you know, getting getting a bit of um, I say, I'll dish and something out to you, and you dishing it back is all part of it. But um, yeah, they hopped off each other and they had a great battle, and you know. But um, again, at the end of the, at the end of it, like the show cans went on, there was no, there was nothing carried off the pitch, and that's that's what the sport is all about, really. At the end of the day, you know. Definitely, yeah, definitely. So uh, just to recap, kind of um, results wise, so intermediate championship. Um, Moisha got the better of, of Nave Breed and Munnis Rainers got the better of Carlton. I was expecting to see more guys back playing with Carlton. I don't know what the story is with Gannon, but I thought he'd be there. I, I didn't see his name on the paper. Maybe um, that's an oversight, uh, maybe half. But. Well, yeah, no, I can reveal big news there. Um, <laughs> he, I was talking to him actually this morning. Um, I was dropping kids down to a cool camp and I was chanting to him for a minute and I just asked him, I said, you know, I, I said the same to him. I said, you weren't hurling to weekend or what? And he says, no, I've, I've kind of stepped back. He says, um, uh, for after last year, um, you know, if, if I, like anyone, I suppose, he finds it hard to probably balance, balance everything. You know, in fairness, he had a long campaign last year with a rogue, and he, he, you know, he, I suppose, he put so much into the county as well. It's probably hard. It's hard. It's hard to um, hard to balance that. So you know, in fairness, um, you find hurler and all, but you know, I suppose you have to. You have to yeah. have to move on from from it, but um, Carrotown, yeah, I think I, I, again I was talking to um, I was talking to Jimmy Barco there, um, you know Jimmy was involved, and yeah. um, you know he went down through the team that they, they played, and there's you know they've they've a good few lads. I, I actually said to him starting off, so well you're probably disappointed the weekend, and he said no, you know he says no, he says right disappointed to lose Grant, but no really he says because they had a lot of young lads, you know they had again when you look down through the team they had a lot of lads who were like I say a year or two old minor. Um, you know, kind of from maybe say up to twenty anyway, the oldest like I think that five or six or more lads, and they were happy because again they're using it to build and I, and I think if you look in there after last year and this year and hopefully going forward as well, it's good to see their say they have a strong minor team there put together along with Satanti in there and I think they're looking they're looking long term. You know what I mean? They're looking young players, no baggies, young players committed to playing hurling. Um, Young players that see Carrolltown as their club, um, you know, or you know, as uh, you know, that there's hurling in the town. It's not kind of something they do, maybe when football is over or when soccer is over, rugby is over, whatever. Like that, this is a part of my what my makeup. My my hurling is my makeup here in Carrolltown, and I think he's kind of happy to see that coming through. You know, with with the with the with the lads that are there. Uh, young and old, obviously, that's not been, uh, you know, I don't know what to, I don't to put, put the paint the paint the old lads with a bad brush around, but. Um, so I, I think they're happy in there in terms of what direction they're taking, you know, and it might be a, it might be, it might take a year or two, but I think 
that they will hopefully come back out, out of intermediate in the not too distant future. But saying that, like Michel had a very strong intermediate team out. Like you talk to any of the Michel lads, and they'd be saying like you know that they, 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 they were what they consider out there even a very strong intermediate team. So um, that'd be an interesting one. I suppose they breed they breed um, results like. Um, you know, I, I don't know, were you talking to, to Stevie down there or what was the, the vibes down in, in their breed? Yeah, Anthony Hogan scored a hat-trick, so that was kind of the ins and outs of it. I think it was a quick succession job as well, and <coughs> it was always going to be kind of difficult to, to come back from that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I suppose it's, it's disappointing, but it maybe, I don't know, like I suppose they had a couple of lads missing as well. Um, Corey Cochran will make a, a fair difference when he comes back in and, lads like that and uh, <laughs> I was just talking to Stevie actually the other day and he was saying you know in terms of the junior championship it, there's a couple of guys there that I think would definitely make the step quite easily and I, I don't know what the crack is whether they're trend or not but like Tiger Roach is, is a guy that jumps out off the page straight away when you come to junior teams and should be playing first team um, <laughs> 38 year old Alan Brennan still going strong at centre back playing junior I mean Alan could have a contribution perhaps too. I, I know he'd just be busy with work and, and stuff like that, but geez, 10 or 15 minutes to go on an intermediate game. Who better to bring on? Watch, he was missing. Um, yeah, big loss. And I think he'd been hurling full forward as well. And he'd be so cute there in around, you know, and throw a ball and well capable of taking a score. And ah, look, there, I, I'm sure all, all is not lost there yet. Manchester Rangers, I think, is on the agenda on Tuesday evening I believe so that's the that's the crack with that but just to run through the junior results uh, obviously you're involved Joe with um, with, with Ballon Killen there 21 points to 11 I think against Bourne Rangers that's um, that's good shooting and <laughs> I was given uh, what do you call it I was given Pod Ryan plenty of it on Twitter just for uh, just for the crack 12 points good shooting and it brings us to a very important point all joking aside the likes of Podge and you know Dan Murphy is another name I know as them lads are kind of freed up now to play a bit of hurling and isn't it great? Like there was lads there that just felt they couldn't do it. Look, you mentioned Sean Gannon. He still he he, he thinks he can't do it. Fair enough, it's his own choice. But it's become a little bit more easier for guys to go off and play hurling now, knowing that there's no football kicked until after the hurling is over. Yeah, well, I suppose yeah, um, yeah. It's good to see we have a few lads coming back. Um, uh, different different lads. I won't get into names and say guess leave out someone. But yeah, we have a few lads coming back. Um, um, yeah, yeah, I suppose maybe it, it, they, are, they are different in the sense of Sean had a long, you know, obviously a long year with the county and so on. But yeah, it's good to see that we have, I suppose for us especially as well, for um, for feeding into our second team. Like we had 22 lads tugged out and we one or two more lads missing there for the weekend. And um, yeah, a massive plus to have those lads coming back, like you said, and, and especially the Kildavan lads as well. You're not, obviously all players are equal, as I said, but um, you know, we, we do rely on them lads um, to to field all the way up along and um, there would have been some lads like Dan Murphy would have hurled with us uh, at underage but hasn't hurled adult level in God a long time um, I can't even remember the last time Dan hurled and come on you know a, a fine hurler um, not, not obviously Niles brother there who hurls with us as well and um, fine hurler and it's good to have lads like him back as well um, I think I think probably what has helped yeah is the positioning and we talked about it with Stephen the last time is where the hurling and football are positioned now, where you know there is that freedom, there's that space. Even though football clubs are working in the background, and obviously Kildavin are working in the background, and Fena and whoever else are working in the background, but they're they're kind of working in, in a way in a different picture. In other words, that it's kind of a hurling time, and it, and if lads choose to go hurling or give their focus on hurling, well, they can't have too many complaints, or you know, there's there's more leeway there because um, obviously it's a hurling time, and the football has its time when it comes up as well. So it, it has been a big, it has been a big thing. But obviously, well, the, the kickback from the the COVID thing, you know, and people, young lad, like you take it, like 
you know, uh, most young lads now, you know, any lad who's thinking of going to the States for a G1, you know, is around or people are in the locality as well. And, and that helps, I think, with numbers and, and bringing lads back to the game, you know, bringing back, back, back lads to their clubs. And I think, you know, I, I was talking to, I think it was, um, I think it was Pat before, Pacodian, um, uh, or sorry, Patrick Keeley, so I say, from uh, Mullins Range, and he was saying like they were getting 30, 40, you know, people in the pitch, which is fantastic, like, you know, and we were getting big numbers in St. Mullins, and I'm sure all the hurling clubs were as well, and the football clubs were as well, so, but the only thing about it is, hopefully this year, if lads get back this year and get the love for it again, that they'll build on it next year, and they'll stay with the clubs, and, you know, and, and, and take it from there then, but... Um, well, that's it. Like I think um, it gave lads the Grawford when the game was taken away that you appreciate that bit more. You might be home and hawing, oh, jeez, it's no, no, will they go up or whatever. Then it's taken away and you're like, Jesus, um, I better go play a bit while I can here kind of a thing. So that's kind of a, a good kick up in the arse for a lot of people, including myself, I have to admit, because I used to be home and hawing about football, oh, my knees and this. And fair enough, I had injuries or whatever, but Jesus, play the game while you can because the way it is, you're going to be you're going to be kind of laid up on you and or not laid up but you'll be under a bit of pressure when when you do pack in although in fairness you're actually still taking along with, with junior so you're after uh <laughs> no. you're after uh dodging no. a few bullets along the way so i i think now i'm done and done thank god for that <laughs> I, I, um no no yeah but yeah exactly play as long as you can i think sure brilliant, isn't yeah, it like you know, simple as seeing an obstacle but um yeah, just going on the results, I suppose, um, in, in, in our group, uh, there was obviously only one one game um, because of a bereavement in, uh, in in the Naval Club at the weekend, so they didn't play the junior game on, on the Sunday evening. Um, we pass on our sympathies on that there as well to the, to the Tracy family, uh, just while we're on the, on the topic. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we managed to get over Burn Rangers. Good, very good game, uh, 21 points to 12. Um, good shooting, Parig, um Parig, I think, got 13. Or twelve or thirteen points, hit his freeze immaculately. I think he got one from play as well, and a few other lads stepped it up as well. Um, and it was, but we got it. We got a plenty of it uh, all the way, all the way from Border Rangers. And and again, I said in the preview, some of their younger hurlers coming up are going to, are going to be the difference between them, you know, not getting over the line in, in junior grade. They, they will if they're patient, you know, it'll take a couple of years. But they have the hurlers coming through. They had again, the Jews had. I think they had, if not as many, if not more than us, talked out on the line as well. So that was a good side. Um, yeah. And and the other and the other side, then um, I think you had two you had two wins then for for kind of the favourites or probably to do the stronger teams on the far side anyway. In Bagnestown Gales and uh, St Mullins, I think if I'm correct in that. That's right. Yes, St Mullins be pal three twenty six to three five and Bagnestown Betna breed two sixteen yeah. to fourteen. So off to off to a good start and um, yeah, sure. Look, it's great that lads are able to go out and play a bit and I hope it remains the same and everyone stays safe because look there's just an awful fear there and we got a timely reminder recently that things can change so easily so look uh, get out get out and play where we can is, is probably the message Joe we'll move on to the games for, for this weekend um, and obviously we are, are going to start with, with Friday night's fixture which is of course St Mullins versus Ballinkillen in uh, Netwatch Cullen Park and just a quick time check it is uh, 7.30 and um, Look, we, we, we've, we've kind of covered clubs already with the, with the review part, but I, I would say personally, from a Ballinkillen point of view, there was a ridiculous amount of frees given away, and that's something that's going to have to be sorted out because Mr. Mouse isn't going to miss a whole lot. <laughs> no, he's not, no. Yeah, yeah, big time, yeah, big time. Um, yeah, kind of silly, kind of harmless frees, a lot of them, um, you know, kind of arms in and, and you know, clatter or hurl sort of thing. Um, um, yeah, he's not going to miss any. 
uh, or Manny anyway. Um, so that'll be a big thing we'll, we'll work on. I know the lads will be looked at the video and they'll be talking about that. Um, probably as well, maybe to, we'll probably look maybe to get the ball in a little bit more, maybe a bit more direct as well into Sean sometimes. Not not just into Sean, but into that full forward line um, because we paid dividends. So we did, when we did do it, move it a little bit quicker. Um, but uh, it's going to be a big ask. Um, like I said, I was very impressed with the, with the St. Mullins back line as much as we talked about the scores that James Dial and uh, Mouse got and, you know, and the contributions Jason O'Neill when he came in and so on. And, you know, I don't know what the story is with Jack Cavan as well, which should be another person to throw in the mix. But, um, yeah, so we, we definitely freeze our one thing, but I suppose that's something we can work on. But I think it's trying to get the, the best out of our own lads will be the big thing, as in maybe more of our own lads. Um, there'll be a lot of big battles. Um, you know, will Shawnee maybe take up Mouse again? You know, he, I think he was... I think he marked him. I think he put an exceptional performance in last year and I'm in the semi final. Um, I don't think Mouse scored from play that day. I know he hit a lot of frees. He might have got one or two maybe in, in you know in extra time, but Shawnee put in a massive performance on uh, that day. Uh, the best of friends I know, but they absolutely knocked lumps out of each other uh, last year, you know, which is great. Like we said, it's, it's what it's all about. But um, that'll be a key battle, you know, picking up James Dial as well. We'll I'm sure uh, Balkin will have a plan for that as well. Um, and you know the physicality then say that Seamus brings to, f- to feed in all the other forwards and you know that's not Ocean Rain got a good goal he'll take Mark and you know there's a couple of Welshes who's going to pick up them around the middle of the field their half back lane can we break down that you know Jericoli was excellent you know Gary Bennett like I said was probably the hurler of the weekend really in terms of his overall performance and the amount of ball he got on in, in the two matches so we, we, we you know Ballinkillen we will probably win as underdogs but we won't mind that we went in as underdogs last year as well and I think I think there's more in us maybe than than we maybe showed maybe a little bit disjointed against the against Pakistan Gales, and I think we'll, we'll maybe put it together and maybe raise for the for the battle a bit more. Um, so I think how I, do I, you how do you stupid questions straightforward <laughs> question at the same time? Like you you mentioned, Sean has picked up most previously and done quite well on him, and um, you know, and I suppose for Ballin Kill's sake, you'd be hoping that's the same. But is it? Do you just have to go into this game thinking? Like not in terms, you'd be going targeting a result, and I think Ballinkillen are well capable of getting a result here. I think they're um, well capable of pushing on, and I think it's about time to push on. If I'm brutally honest about it, but with the likes of Dial and stuff, you just got to be thinking if I can limit this because you're not going to prevent it. Let's be honest about it. Oh yeah, and that's it. I mean, look, he got. He got he's and it's the same with Choo Choo, isn't it? The far side. Let's be honest about that as well. Paul Paul Dial is a county fullback, very good fullback, but. It's kind of you're kind of looking at this thinking we may try limit this now because you're not going to completely eliminate the likes of a Choo Choo or a James Dyle when they have that sort of pace. No, well, I mean, look again. Sure, look, we talked about Mouse and Shawnee having a great battle. I think James Dyle got eight points from play against us last year. You know, over the over the seven or the eighty minutes, which is phenomenal. And you know, the thing is, he can play anywhere. It's not like you know he's an inside forward where he can say, All right, well, say in our case, it's Dion is picking him up or whoever. Like he goes out to midfield, he can, you know. So, you know, he's kind of, he's an all-rounder. And like you said, it is about, as much as it is about limiting them, I think it's about us getting the scores that our play, you know, that our good play will will hopefully deserve as well. And you mentioned... Yeah, playing your own game. Stick yeah, to your own plan. Yeah, you mentioned Sean, like, he got a goal in the pint, I think, off Paul last year before, you know, he picked up an injury and kind of hit, and it kind of, it obviously that inhibited what he could do. But um, it is a big ask. You know, it is a big ask. But I think our lads, you know, we feel maybe, obviously, we left it behind a little bit last year and, I just think there's another year and it's based on the performance at the weekend. Um, I just think there's something in us um, and I think we will. I think we'll, we'll raise a little bit. I think I, I'm expecting a, a massive battle 
Um, and I don't, I don't think it'll be, I don't think it'll be a huge amount in it. Um, I, I think it'll be a tight, a tight game, you know. Yeah. Um, right. So then, obviously, on Saturday we have uh, Monster Henders versus Navon. Jesus, that's thrown up uh, some some serious encounters over the last ten years. Uh, a bit of rough and tumble as well, and uh, all that kind of thing that comes comes along with it. We we mentioned Navon. We talked about him a good bit during the show already here. Bonanza Rangers haven't had a game yet. Navon haven't played that game and lost it. Is there anything to be said for having that championship game under the belt, or are you expecting a very sore Bonanza Rangers having lost in literally the last twenty seconds of the county final last year to come out here to try and make a real statement? Um. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I suppose it's a flip side of RHM. I mean, in first to, to Navon, they have the, the two, you know, what to be, what will be widely regarded as the two top teams first in their, you know, game one and game two, and it's a big ask coming from, you know, maybe asking themselves questions why, you know, why we didn't finish finish stronger than we did, or, you know, maybe you know, like I said when we were talking about the game to review the game, like you know, why they kind of died off in that last little time, you know, was there things they can improve on, and now. They're turning around then to face um, a Manchester Rangers team, and you know they're like you know Manchester Rangers always have one goal. It's not you know, and that's just you know winning. You know, it's just very simple. As in, like you know, they're, they're very they're very focused on that, and it's it's not kind of uh, I would take this game handy and that game handy, or we peak for here, we peak for there. It's kind of a win, you know, win 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 uh, mentality, and, and 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 that's what suppose sees them succeed as well at times, you know, and. Um, uh, what like I mean, I can't see anything here. Only, only really a, a comprehensive win for for Manchester Rangers. I I don't really know in terms of if they're carrying injuries or who's out or who's in. But I think just they'll have that little bit of extra class all around the pitch. Um, and their scoring power is probably you know again you just can't beat that. You have you know you have to get scores on the board to win the game. And I think their overall spread of of scores like this year or every year. Um, will probably be just be, be too much for Navon. Um, so I can't see anything there really, only a kind of a resounding win for, for Manchester Rangers. Right, well, I'm going to make an interesting point, and I know they're two completely different sports in, in many ways when it comes to fitness and the work you've got to do. But I've seen Rangers play collection in a practice match in football three or four weeks ago, and I was so surprised at a lot of lads who just did not look fit. And again, you're talking about probably two different energy systems, but... I would be hoping that they would have had a lot of work done since then because they ran out of puff very early in that game. I don't know what the crack was, whether they were enjoying themselves, uh, you know, a, a couple of days beforehand or after that and on or what the crack was. But I was like, geez, these lads are actually a little bit behind and they have a lot of work to do. And I'm talking about some county players as well now, which I thought were probably not fully fit. And uh, I'd imagine I'd imagine they have a bit of work done since then. But like, I was I was really amazed at, at, at what the story was. I thought they would have been lepping out of the skin even three weeks ago for this hurling championship four weeks ago whenever that game was yeah yeah I, I can't comment on i can't comment on that i suppose maybe hurling fit and football fit might be you know there might be different things that might show up in a game but um um yeah well, like, like i said I, I i can't comment on that like obviously fitness is a, is a key thing and it's maybe a difficult time yeah, i suppose the covid while it gave lots of time to some to lads to do things depending on your mentality like you know it, it can it can be a great thing or sometimes people need structure and you know and, and the regime of going training to keep fit or you know to keep keep an eye on things and they need someone kind of looking in but um i still i still just think um that hurling edge you know that hurling edge and, and four weeks is a good is a good while you know obviously you might get completely fit fit massively massively fit but i think i think they'll be sharp for for hurling ways um 
you know, I know they've played a couple of challenge games and stuff like that, and and they're taking over nicely. And I I think the quality of their, the quality of their, what do you call it? Their, I just think the overall quality of their players and play will probably be just too much for Navon at the weekend. And again, that experience as well, like there's lots, you know, there's lots of players with fantastic experience, county and club, you know, a good number of years in, in their legs, and um, and they've been blooding in lads as well, like you know, John Noel coming through, you know, um lads just coming through year on year. You might see Kieran Cavanagh this year. Different lads like this coming through, that one or two players that they pick up along and they seem to be key, you know, key kind of players like Kevin McDonald came through there a few years ago. Again, a young man still, we talk about him, you know, he, I think he was telling me he was, you know, in, in the county five years and they asked him what age he, I think he said on oh, twenty two or whatever, you know. <laughs> I think he was in when he was just a minor or out of a minor, you know. And but they're able to bring up these lads and, and you know and, and bring them in and, and they kind of seem to be seem to be good at that. And I, I just think that that's kind of the little edge that they have, you know, whereas other clubs and we mentioned maybe clubs go through rebuilding and we had to do we had to do it in Ballonkillen too, we've had to do it in, you know, it kind of but some clubs have to do it kind of wholesale and, and that knocks the wind out of their sales, whereas kind of Rangers were able to kind of bring through a couple um each year. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the leg, what'll be in the legs, all right. But I, I just still think um, I still think from a hurling point of view that I think they'll have too much in the bag, um, and I think you know I I, I just think they're hurling craft and we'll probably get them over the line uh, fairly easily on on at the weekend, you know. Right, so I'll just rattle through the rest of the fixtures. Uh, also on Saturday, intermediate hurling championship, St Mullins versus Cardiff Town, uh, seven o'clock, and then moving on to Sunday, just trickling down through the fixtures, we have. Uh, do, 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 there we go Intermediate Hurling Championship Rangers versus Navy One again uh, 2 o'clock Sunday uh, then you have yourselves are out against uh, Tolo and the Junior that's a 6 o'clock blowing yep. in your place um, you've got Navy One versus Burton Rangers Navy One at home there and Ballon Killen at home to St Mullins and Nave Breed away to Mount Leinster Rangers and again moving on a little bit further to Sure, like we've got our game coming next week as well. We'll probably, do you know what, Joe? I had kind of forgotten this was the week coming up that we had a couple of weeks or a couple of games in in kind of quick succession. So we'll probably call a halt to it on that, and and maybe on Monday we might touch base again and we'll we'll rattle on to, to round three or something like that. Absolutely, Kevin. Yeah. Um. Look, just to, just before we finish up as well, um, <laughs> I was told a funny story reliably. I know in the last week or two, we all played Ballymun Kickums over in Airog and they, they stuck to the whole policy of the 200 in or whatever but <laughs> I was told reliably double manager Desi Farrell was down there and he must have came after the 200 he didn't get in anyway <laughs> I'm <chilling. laughs> I saw, I, saw uh, picture, I saw a picture there at the weekend of uh, it was Liam Sheedy was outside I don't know whether he was in, in a club match or whatever but again you know it's uh, I suppose 200 is 200 and that's it isn't it I mean I know <clears throat> from experience at the county grounds at the weekend that that, that was it like, I was very strict and that was it done and dusted like you know yeah end, end of story any other little takeaways or gossipy bits before we finish up about uh, the ins and outs of what's happening now no, I didn't hear any stories around like that. Um, no, absolutely no. I think things. I think people are just glad that the first weekend or the first week of hurling went, and you know that fingers crossed and or fingers crossed and touch wood and all that that we won't have um, any kind of interference in terms of COVID and all this sort of stuff going forward. The championships get finished up, and but um, I think people are very happy, just happy to be back and you know, happy happy that things are going and players are happy too, you know, so, you know, the vibe is good, I yeah. think, and long may it last. Good stuff. Listen, Joe, a pleasure as always. Uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Kevin.